0: hello everyone welcome back to life in sport podcast and we're joined by i always say this at the start but a very special guest i grew up on the central coast um, and he was the inaugural men's coach or head coach of the central coast mariners um, among many other titles you could say he was the 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 last mayor of gosford until the amalgamation of central became central coast council um he did quite a bit of work at uh the rivals of the mariners which is the jets um, he's now also currently at Sydney Olympic in some capacity. His name is Laurie McKenna. Thank you for joining us. And how's your day been so far?
1: It's been all right, apart from the pissing wet it's raining <laughs> down and, um, It's disgusting, isn't it? No, nah, but day's been all right. Uh, because this podcasts on the day, I never need to go to Sydney to the office. So I just work from... I'm also the chairman of Regional Development Central Coast. So That's right, I'm yeah. I was in the office at the Central Coast Uni. Yep. Um, a Roomba, and then just came down here to chat with you. So it's that's you know, been good so far. And being at the stadium and in John Singleton's ex corporate <laughs> box, which is um, we were just discussing that. It's very yeah. full circle for you, so isn't just it? Just overlooking the stadium is is beautiful, and the the tractors going round about a bit are rating, are rating the field. I think, but yeah. nice. No, I was here on Saturday night. Great game on Saturday night. It, it was a great game. I was um, here as well. Um, were you here before the NPL game? Yeah, yeah. You no, know, I came and watched. I watched. This season I've watched most of the Mariners games here, mm-hmm. and um, I'm going to Newcastle the weekend. Yep. And then um, yeah, so now enjoyed the game. Uh, two draws and probably two deserved draws. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. For Melbourne City and the Marners and the Mariners and uh, uh, Sydney the and Olympic. Yeah. So so, no, so it's it's just nice to come and I'm just overlooking my former mayor's office at the old <laughs> Gosford council building. Yeah, well, all the way over that's there. That's got a few stories in there. And um, no, it's, it's just nice to be here. And actually, going back to the 2013 election, I mm-hmm. met um, Albanese in yep. this office as well, before wow. he was the prime minister. Yeah. Because um, that's when John Singleton and myself and Nathan Bracken set up Team Central Coast. Yep. We played the preference game between Labour and Liberal to get the best deal. With game. Lucy Wicks. Was no, it no. I gave my preferences to Lucy Wicks, yep. which got her the gig, yep. um, but we played the preference game with Liberal and Labour um, to get the best outcome for the coast, which yep. we did. So,
0: which is amazing. Yeah. Um, so let's take it back, all the way back to your younger, much younger days, over in Scotland still. you mean in I'm really old? <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, but down in, uh, I'm probably going to butcher the word, Kilmarnock. Yeah. Um you obviously played some football over there, grew up in that area playing for you could say your local town's top five yeah. team.
1: What was that like? It was great. I went to Loudon Academy, I'm from Golston, my wife's Shadarro, which is two villages up. Okay, we all awesome. went to the same high school. Yep. Um I grew up I never even made the school high school team in the first year, made it the second year, but Saint my Amateur team when I was sixteen, Galston Amateurs, and then Darwell Juniors, which is the village where my wife's from, they're like semi-professional. Yep. So that's a level below a like professional level. Yeah. They want so kind to, of like the NPL to the A-League yes, sort of thing. Yep. Yes. So they wanted to sign me and I signed as a 16-year-old was here for a few months on and off the bench and I just so I chucked it in. I was getting paid five quid a week as well big money big money back then absolutely. I was earning 20 pound a week after tax and I was getting five pound to play football but I went and followed Rangers everywhere I just gave up football played so you were a Rangers fan yeah yeah and um, still are and I followed Rangers all over Europe yep um, home and away at Ibrox and all over Scotland. And then I went back playing my amateur team when I was 18. Mm-hmm. And then um, went back to Darville. Yep. And my first game I played with them. My scout was there for Greenock Morton. Mm-hmm. Or get back and then for the next couple of weeks I played rubbish because I'm looking in the crowd to see who was there. Yep. And then out of the blue I got a trial with in United where Matt get is. So yeah, I got my dad drove us through to, um, to Dundee United, got there and went, then went up to Breakin, that's where the game was, and we won, um, I think we won 2-0, 3-0. Yep. I scored, an, I'm As I said, it, I scored yep. an absolute bomb in my right-foot volley. <laughs> wow. Walter, Walter Smith, who went on to become the Glasgow Rangers manager and yep. legendary coach, he was assistant coach and played in the reserve game that night. Wow. So I smashed a right footer in the top corner. And you're left footed. <laughs> and I'm left footed. But then after the game, they told me I was good enough. But this time I was 19. I was good enough for professional football. Yep. But I was too old at Dundee. Gotcha, Yeah. Their apprentices were all 16, 17 years the academy old. academy, sort yeah, of stuff, yeah. yeah. I was 19, married with a kid. Um, so I went to. Um, they put the word in at Colmar for me, my local team. Yep. And they were. In um, Division One at the time, they got promotion that year to Premier League. Mm-hmm. Scottish Premier League. Yeah, yeah, Scottish Premier League. So I went out and trial with them. We played Saint Mern and we beat four two. I scored the two goals. Oh wow! And then on the scoring season, machine. I'd only scored one off season with that. <laughs> and, uh, and then I went out. Motherwell wanted me to play against Kilmarnock on a Tuesday night, but I'd already told Kilmarnock to play against Motherwell Reserves. Oh, I'd we rather won... you play for um, Kilmarnock yeah. and Motherwell. <laughs> well, we won 6-0 we won, um, and scored 4. Okay. And um, oh, yeah. they waited for me to come off the park and whisk me up to the boardroom, and I, they just chucked a contract in front of <laughs> me. I signed it, I think it was um, £50 a week, okay. £20 a win, and pre-season money was £10 okay. so in the off-season, so I signed a £1,000 signing-on fee, Yep. and because it was part-time then, yeah. and, um, but because it was local, majority of people round about my area was Rangers fans, but yep. then Kilmarnock and Celtic. Gotcha, so, yep. so like as in Rangers was their Premier League team and yeah, Kilmarnock was their... Yeah, so yep. So round about the area it was a big thing, because there weren't many local players playing with Komara, so Yeah. I was there for the next four years. A couple of months after that, the season started, and uh, the first game of the season, five of the first team players went on strike over money. Awesome. So I've just turned up in my suit and tie, got the bus, yep. I never had a car, so I got my bus down, walked to the game, and I sat on the bench against Hibs. We got beat 2-0, but I made my debut in the Premier League. I come off the bench. Yep. And I played a couple of games that year in the first team, and then we got relegated, and then I was a kind of first-team regular. I think I played like 89 games. It was something like that, games yeah. And scored 17 and 19 goals, so it was a great time. Yeah. I was still contracted when I had the chance to come to Australia. Okay. And Commander let me out my contract. And that's good of him. That's when Box Hill, me and my wife just wanted a change. We had two young kids. We came to Box Hill. Yep. and. um had a few months there, they were great for us, helped us settle in and then signed with Hyggo Old National League, yep. had a reasonable season and then they sold me to Appiah who just won the league in the National League in Sydney, I yep. think that was 1988 and I had a reasonable year there. Then Blacktown City bought me who just got promoted to the National League and. I was at Blacktown for about 10 years after that. Yeah, you were. And then you're also coaching them at some point as well while
0: you were playing and then went to full-time coaching. And my question for that is, what sort of, what was the decision to go from playing to play a coach and then
1: into coaching? I broke my leg. Oh, shit. So I broke my tibia and (sighs) trivia and the NPL. I was just re-signed to play with Apia back in the National League. Yep. And I signed I signed on the Tuesday and the game was the weekend against um, it was Tony Franken ex soccerary goalkeeper that broke my leg. Oh. But the two years collided, There was yeah. nothing, it was 50-50. It wasn't a yellow nah, or anything nah, nah. And um And I was out for two years then. So during yeah. that time, I started doing my coaching badges. That's yeah. where the coaching came in because I couldn't play it. Yeah, but you wanted and to I still came, be involved. I'd helped our youth team coach had got suspended for a few weeks. So I took over the youth team for a while and mm-hmm. I got them through to the finals. Oh, wow. And then he came back and that's where the coaching bug came in and... I went back into playing, I went up to the breakers. I think the next season I finished top goal scorer at Blacktown and I, I might have been Golden Boot, I shared with the Golden Boot that year and the same thing. And then signed way Newcastle. But I was on and off the bench and yeah. I stuck it out to you a bit um the Christmas and then it wasn't worth it? And I came back down. And I finished at Blacktown and went into the local, the zone coaching in New South Wales football with Sydney United. No, this no. is before then. I actually, before then? coached the area and I actually coached Danny Vukovic yeah, and wow. Adam Kwasnicki. They were young kids coming. Is that how play. you got them to the Mariners? No, 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 this is years before. Oh well, wow. okay. Were only, this is just they were like enough. academy age. They were academy. They were like thirteen, fourteen, or something. And um, I went to Hills United, and I yep. started at Hills United as player coach. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I teamed up with Dave Mitchell. Dave Mitchell came back from overseas and he got the Olympic job. Yep. And I was working for ASICs at the time and okay. sponsored a lot of the players. And David Barrett, who's an next legend at the um, semi-Olympic, he'd said, why do you no know, contact Mitch? He's looking for an assistant. And I never knew Mitch, so yep. I phoned him up out of the blue. I gave him a couple of references that I knew, that he knew. Yeah, I gotcha. One was Tom Cermani, the Matildas coach. Yep. And um, long story short i went to olympic with mitch's assistant and then we went to sydney united for two years we won the league yep. in the grand final then was a Parramatta power for three years i was about to bring yeah a paramount so we three three years of Parramatta power started the club up from scratch had the back in a Parramatta leagues club that's good um dennis that would have been good. hard to get because they're massively invested into the oh, Parramatta okay. eels yeah, yeah yeah but to be fair they were they were before they they were like an A League club before the A League. Yes, they were. Yes. So they had, had great facilities, great infrastructure. Um, those three years, we never you know we should have been more successful. So we'd never got kept yep. kept on. And then I got offered the Northern Spirit job, head coaching role at Northern Spirit, and yep. I went there for two years. Did well with them. Um, One coach of the year the first year. We made the finals. And then that's in the second year when it looked like the old National League was winding up. Yep. Um, I got approached by a consortium on the Central Coast to start up the Central Coast Mariners. Yeah. And that's where it all came from. From there, and then the league finished. And then I think November two thousand
0: and
1: four is when the announcement about the A League. Yeah. Teams. I remember that. That's when Lyle Gorman. First time I met Lyle. first time I saw Lyle was on TV because he was. Behind the bid, he was the guy that put up the money. And um, in March 2005, that's when we pulled together the squad, which was a lot of Northern Spirit boys. It was, yep. Hutch, Wilco, Adam Kwasny, quite a few of them came through there. But Danny we, Vukovic, right? Danny, Vuk- oh, Danny oh, no, no, he never came through there. Um, but Danny, it was great to see him um, on Saturday. his games the other week there. But a lot of people don't know the reason he played was. John Crawley was a goalkeeping coach, yeah, and player, so we could put fifty percent of his wages outside the salary cap. Gotcha. After five, he played the first five games. It did well, and then Morris Yama was on the. Coast, Morris, yeah. Um, as a premier, and we done the penalty shootout. You know the typical the goalkeepers in goals. Yeah. And, yeah. And John dove without any warm up and stuffed up his hip. He oh. was bothered with his hips, and that's when Danny got his got his start. Up. Yeah. And, wow. So that all thanks to Morris Jemma, yes. he's been willing <laughs> to represent the Socceroos and have a great career.
0: Well he's just recently had um, 300 games yeah. in the A-League which is amazing, especially given obviously years ago the, the scandal of when he struck the referee, he was banned for like nine months. So it's amazing that he's managed to get the 300 games
1: which is amazing yeah. To And then he went to Turkey, got he transferred did. to Turkey and that all fell through, he came back, we just signed Jess Van Straten. And I think that's when he sent to Wellington mm-hmm. and blah blah blah, and, and then he went overseas and he said, he, said he had a great career. And, oh yeah, um, it's it's amazing to see that, you know, especially
0: like, it's crazy to think that a bloke that was playing when I was a young young kid watching is still playing yeah. in the league. Like, it's one of those sports that longevity is uh, definite. Like pe- like you love the longevity yeah. sort of thing. Whereas rugby league, you maybe get ten or fifteen years. Whereas um, some people play until their
1: late 30s yeah. in, in professional football. Well, you, and that what people don't know, Danny fancied himself as a striker, so. Where? Well, yeah. At training, he used to in the warm before we started training. Brad Porter used to knock the balls, and Kwasnick thought he was a goalkeeper. He actually had his own gloves with Quoznik on them because <laughs> Danny got them. Yeah. And Danny would be heading them in and overhead kicking them in. So the three of them used to go at most training sessions. Yeah. Knocking in crosses <laughs> and uh, scoring goals. So. Wow. Practising their goal yeah, celebrations. Yeah, I uh, Danny done a bit of that. Danny, <laughs> I think he actually scored. He scored a penalty. I think he has yeah he has. he's maybe scored a couple i think he has which is rare as head
0: states especially yeah. for a goalkeeper which is amazing um as we were just talking the 2004 november was sort of announced march 2005 had all come together and basically from that point on you were the mariners head coach for yeah. quite a few years um a lot of success early on unfortunate to you know fall short in in the in the grand finals but Uh, That success grew a culture of fans, and they're still here today, really. Um, What is your, you could say, proudest achievement while being the head coach of the Mariners?
1: Look, when we started, and a lot of people forget, we played in the World Club Championship. That was the first tournament. That's when Nick Merger broke Andrew Durante's leg in the centre circle down there. and That's when the first hatred between the Jets... And the man staff that we got to the final of that, and we got beat one 0 by yeah. Sydney. We just to be qualified to go to Japan and play against like Man United, Real yeah. Madrid, these kind of guys. We won the pre season cup. We did, yeah. And then uh, we went on. We we made the grand final down in Sydney against Sydney FC. You know, getting beat one 0 and you know we came back. Came back to the league's club. We got a police escort down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> yep got into the Leafs Club and the upper hall was heaving. There'd be 600 people in there. And, Easy. And I remember going in there and somebody started whistling, uh, always looking the bright side of life. Yeah. Know, the, yeah, yeah, from Monty Python. Monty Python, and it was just so funny, but I, it was so emotional that I had to go up and speak in that, and it was hard to speak to see so many people um, hanging about for hours after just to see us, you know? So, yeah. The next season we didn't do so well and you know making the grand final one of the best and I actually watched the highlights the other night there was when we came down here year three when we were down 2-0 for the first semi-final. Yep. we yep. see the goal chopped off, he missed a penalty, we are down 2-0 when we won 3-0 an extra time to make the other grand final. Yep. When we left we had about 5,000 people over in the park over there, yeah. we were all lined up over the bridge. It was huge, yep. like, it was amazing. And um, to have see what the club had done bringing the community together. Yes, here. yes. And when I became the mayor, I organised the street parade. Yep. I couldn't even be there. Because uh-huh. Sarah Buggy, who used to be in the office, she came with me for Northern Spirit. Yep. It was her wedding, and I had to go to a wedding. But uh-huh. to see like, thousands of people, I think they reckon there would be 12,000 people, through the streets into Kibble Park. Yep. You know, well, yeah. it was it was massive when they. That's that's when they won the championship under Arnie. You know, that was that was huge. But you know, I had many. Well, I came here the weekend. I spent half my night talking to people because a lot of the old members, fans, they remember, and and it's nice to have that association with the club. Oh, absolutely. And like you,
0: you're definitely you're never not you're never not welcome mm. uh, on on the Central Coast and uh, Mariners games, like. You're
1: part of the furniture even by 16 had the old lormick in his yellow army yeah, well, yeah yeah they did um so i think making the grand final the first year my mum and dad were here for scotland and that was great to see they'd, they'd come out and um obviously making the two grand finals but there's certain games coming back to three nil down in a few games against adelaide and sydney fc yeah. and seeing Seeing players like Matt Ryan come through, Danny Vukovic come through, Will Cogan on to play the Socceroos, uh, Millie Edna coming through, Matt Simon getting picked up from Grass. I first saw him playing the Grand Final, local Grand Final, two thousand and four here yep. in East yeah, yep. Gosford, and then when he turns up for training, I knew who he was and that. And after two three months, we eventually signed him. Yeah, you know, and he's went on to be an icon at the club, and absolutely legendary. Those things just make you know a lot of special times. See, the last four, of four World Cups. The amount of players that have been in the squads I gave the first professional contract to. You yeah. know, it's very satisfying to know that you've helped a wee bit in some of these careers. You know, oh absolutely. I believe the players make themselves, but coaches help them. And just to be part of some great stories is enough for me. You know, so a lot of proud moments, getting sellout crowds at a stadium. Uh, for semi-finals, yeah. finals, you know the place is buzzing, and it was it was nice to see over ten thousand here that weekend. Oh, it's, it was amazing! Like it, when I was, because I haven't been to a Mariners game since twenty twenty one
0: because I was living up north, um, and the game on Saturday just gone was reminiscent of back when you were coaching yeah. the Mariners. Ten thousand people, a tiny little su- away you supporters that- section. The rest, it was it was amazing, and it's kind of. Kind of crazy to think that we're sitting in the stadium and it's empty, yeah. you know, considering there was 10,000 people. It was a good buzz, it was a good it buzz was.
1: The night and it was exciting. And both teams could have won, but I think a draw was fair. But I've got many happy memories. Nothing. Doing my citizenship ceremony down here. Oh, wow, that would have been amazing. in 2008. Yep. Um, in front I think there would be 12,000 people in that night, it was against Adelaide, the game got delayed so the full crowd was in here when me and my wife got done because wow. there were a bushfire on the freeway so yeah. the refs got stuck and yeah. um, so doing my citizen Bob Graham who's the mayor of Wyom but mm-hmm. on the board of the Mariners, mm-hmm. he done the ceremony down there so that was a real proud thing becoming, that would have been amazing. becoming a Aussie here which the stadium had a lot of great memories. Oh, absolutely. And um, obviously the Mariners
0: have, well the A-League in general gets exports from other countries and one of them is Jason Cummings. Yeah, Obviously he's a Scottish lad for, um, himself. What are your thoughts on him as a player and you know, do you guys get along sort of thing, the is Scottish good, vibe together? He's a good
1: Rangers man, so yeah. of course we go on. But nah, when I saw him came, I didn't know much of him. I'd read, I'd read the bad stuff about him. mm but, He's not stepped one foot out of line. Here. No, he he's hasn't. A Character, I honestly believe, and not because he's Scottish, no. but or he's a manless player. But when he gets interviewed after the games, he is the most entertaining player in the league by far. Yeah, can't he because he just says how it is. Um, you have a laugh; you can't help but laugh about it because he's just real. Sometimes he gets in trouble for it, but yeah, but he that's is him. honest and he's real, and I think he's been great. When you look, I think he's got 17 goals this year so far. Last year he got 12 in half a season. He's been great for, yeah. great for the club, great for the dressing room. And you need, when I was here, we had people in the dressing room like him, like Hutch and these yeah. guys who keep the dressing room going, keep people on their toes and set an example. And, and he's not stepped that line, but I know there's some talk about him leaving um, at the end of the season, but he's been great for the club, a great signing of the club and he's performed. And, getting in the World Cup squad I was yeah. with his mum and his his girlfriend over in um, at the World Cup there. It was great to see them there and great to see him come on and you know he he's played with the Socceroos at a World Cup. You yeah know, that is who would have thought that two years ago, a year and a half when he came out, you know yeah, that's exactly what, that's the stuff you talk about dreams come that's what dream people dream about and he was lucky it's came true. But Jason's been a great sign and hopefully the Mariners can win the next two games and maybe get second spot Oh, I hope they can Uh, definitely at least against the Jets I hope we get the win definitely get a home final yeah that would be great and that's and then hopefully you can start gene this up to start getting up close to that um, sell-out crowd again yeah we used to get it was honestly obviously we keep reminiscing about the uh,
0: back in the days, but it's, it's getting back there, it really is, and it's great to see. Um, one of the questions, because obviously we've spoken about a lot of players that you coached who was Coach's pet while you were at the Mariners? I've got a lot of pets. Okay. They're still my pets. Okay. <laughs> Let's right. go with uh, five. Who were the five biggest Coach's so, pets?
1: So, guys that I still keep in touch with, yeah, yeah. like Dean Heffernan. I've interviewed Dean, he's a and, lovely guy. And Heff's back, so he still calls me Garfa. Um, Adam Kwasnick still okay.
0: calls me gaffer well I'm not a fan that he went to the Sydney FC for all I, I get why he went obviously yeah. but yeah
1: he'll still have a place on the coast so Hutch. Kwasnick H- Hutch okay. Hutch still calls me yep. Um Hutch so the three of them I'm still close with because they've been here and the, they're on the coast but special other special ones would be like they were all part of my family they were all part of my household yep. you know they would um you now got me um sorry obviously somebody who was here for a long time that did very very well was you know like i'd brung in ian fergus and alec tobin and the coaching staff were here um, clarky done a great job on and off the park with the fitness training Brown, like what what a lovely boy Brown is and i knew him a few before he came here but so, those three would be the, the main they'd coaches' be the pets? Main, co- as coaches' pets, yeah, yeah, definitely. They'd be proud to say they were coaches' Yeah, pets. Yeah, and it's, it's Wear it with a badge of and honor. I'd really. be
0: proud to call them coaches' yeah. pets. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, so, I'm oh. going to go into some quick fire questions, uh, as in just some random, not based on your career or anything. First of all, how do you like your steak? Medium. Medium, very nice. Apple or Android?
1: Apple. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what's your favourite type of music? Simple Minds. Yeah, nice. Although Jim Kerr's a Celtic fan, Simple Minds. Yeah, nice. So I'm going to get Don't You Forget About Me played yep. at my funeral. That's a great idea. That's, and I, just, I don't that, think anyone ever will. Because people will laugh about it. Because uh, they'll go, he's that, done that to take the piss.
0: Oh, yeah, well, absolutely. Because, I mean, how could we forget? You've done so much anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your favourite movie of all time? Oh, Braveheart. Great film absolutely great film what's a hobby or escape that you have from football and or a high pressure role
1: swimming at terrible Beach for the last three years in the yep. middle of winter all the way through most mornings of the week yeah, wow. um, and still do it cycle down have a swim have a chat yep. take the piss best part of the day and then that helps me get through the day. Yeah, nice. Because obviously a lot of high athletes
0: do, you know, golf or they do something. So, but you go, go, go. you go for a swim. I go for a swimming. The last
1: three or four years, staffed it was Ziggy like Gordon. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was here. Me, yeah. and he, he was, was here, here the, the other night. First staffed it the Scossies are groups called the Scossies because Scottish Aussies is, I mean. is, is um, Jason Cummings part of that he's never swum oh, okay. um, Julie Goodwin is David Farmer from um, Julie Goodwin is in the, the ma- Masterchef master master chef. Oh, and yeah. um, we've got we've got a, a, she's, is she a she's one of us yeah oh. so we all have a group of about 40 when we have a social function we've got 40 or 50 people who will go out yeah, nice. and socialize we just go there and talk and the day we had Ten swimmers this morning. Yep. Um, so that will vary from two through to twenty. Yeah. yeah, nice. So we celebrate things, and um, no, we it's that's my that's my um, get out. Yeah, no that's that's. And that's all it. the scores. that sit in box fifty eight? Yep. just there? Yep. At the marbles games, so Oh yeah. That's our box. So I'll definitely
0: be um, coming to say good day at, at box fifty. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway. we're
1: there at the weekend. We had that one and the one behind. Yep. Wow. Well, so yeah. Sixteen there. So. That's awesome.
0: Um, Next question would be Who was the biggest influence in your life that led you to take up coaching? Well, Obviously, the broken leg, got to thank that. that but <laughs> when
1: I first done my coaching badge, Ron Smith, who's yep. legendary in the game here, Ron, when I done my first badges under Ron, he made me think about things differently. So I would probably say the way he taught us to be coaches was what I really tainted a lot i done that when I was in early 30s, but mm-hmm. then working with Dave Mitchell for five years because Mitchell played at the highest level overseas and just with he grown back and the, how you have to train and enjoy and stuff like that. I learned so much of Mitch. No, that's that's awesome to hear.
0: Um, just having a quick look at the uh, notes, Coach's Pet. Uh, uh, what's a what's something that not many people know about you, such as a random talent, or you know, what's something that you know? Yeah, no one really knows about Laurie McKenna.
1: I like helping people and doing community stuff. Like I was the ambassador the other week for the Daffodil Swim. So we got three hundred people there wow. for Cancer Council. Made fifteen grand. First time it's been done. Helping charities, helping people out, yep. and people know i do because i usually help they've known i've helped somebody and knows that so if i can help somebody i put i put the dots together well when somebody wants to meet somebody who wants to meet somebody i i make that happen and it makes and when people benefit out of that i'm i'm happy
0: because i made somebody happy oh absolutely i'm I'm very much of the same accord i volunteer at anything that i can whether it's cancer related whether it's um you know charity related whether it's supernova um you know even with my platform on the podcast I've had people who one of my friends recently just had an awful fall down some stairs he's been in hospital last week or so well he's a Parramatta Eels tragic and I got some of the former Eels grand final winners from the 80s to do a do up a video of you know best of luck thanks you know and if if that means it makes his you know recovery a little bit easier that's what it's all about so I'm absolutely can um agree to that as well it's there's no, there's
1: no better feeling really. No, it's, you know, it's good. I, I just enjoy it. And the daffodil swim the other week it was great. And Where was the swim at? I tell Terrible. You, the the one K swim, then the the first ever daffodil swim. So yep. you a swim with your. Um, Yellow cap on. Okay. If you check my Facebook out, you'll see me there with my yellow cap, daffodil cap, and um, Is that Bungee Smugglers' thing, <laughs> or is it a body nah, cold nah, 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 No, 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 no. The squazies, the rules. Were no oh, we have no wetsuits. Oh, okay. We had a few soft cocks and some of the girls <laughs> who wear wetsuits in the winter, yep. but no wetsuits. Okay, fair. Oh. Hor flippers. At the beginning there were no goggles but then Oh no, nah, okay, you've got to have uh, goggles. Because if someone's going to eat me, I want to see it coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. absolutely.
0: Um, so obviously you've had... Football has been a massive part of your life. What is another sport that you follow or, you know, that you've always wanted to try your hand at?
1: None really. None? See, I was a wee boy. I came... what people don't know. I came to Australia when was two and a half. Mm-hmm. my mum and dad in the £10 passage. Yep, yep. My, my grandparents were £10. I problems. went back when I was five, and when I, st- when I started primary school, I told my mum in the backyard, we got pictures taken of my cousins who were starting school at the same time. Yep. Um, I'm going to play with Glasgow Rangers, and I don't know why, I was going to, and I was going to earn £100 a week, yep. and I was going to give my mum and dad £95 a week, mm-hmm. and I was going to buy my mum a Hillman Avenger. A blue one okay did you end up buying mum a helmet avenger she's never learned to drive uh, <laughs> fair enough so um i always wanted to play football and to end up being a professional player was amazing and mm-hmm. to be able to come to australia because of that um but i like all sports Yeah. um i like watching and because you can take your football coaching into a lot of other sports. And gotcha. See yeah. So trying to say the logic if behind it. I'm a rugby league game, I can see them trying to make space to get people in. Yep. Rugby union, hockey, all those sports. I love all sports, but I just wanted to be a football player yeah. and I'm a football fan. And are you a fan of uh, of those other sports? But do you follow teams in those other sports or not really? I kind of, I now follow, I now look out for the Bulldogs, because yep. Sydney Olympics offices are with the Bulldogs. At Belmore? At Belmore. Oh, I was so just at Belmore a few weeks ago. Yeah, so we're in there, same when I was at Parramatta Power, Yep. Follow Parramatta, yep. when I worked for Asics as a sales rep and sponsor. That would have been club, really. So that was, we had everybody, so Balmain and then you had Parramatta. Yep. So, so yeah, so, but... I've always just been a Rangers fan and, um, and being a football fan. Because when I was a Manor's coach, yeah. I thought about what the fans felt and I think fans would appreciate that because they knew I was just one of them. Yeah. I would feel what they felt because I'm a fan. Yeah, absolutely. When I was the mayor, I felt what ratepayers were feeling going through because I'm a ratepayer because I would break it down simply. It's not because I'm clever, i just break it down simply. Yeah. So, my, one thing when I was at Manors I'd never ever done was I wanted to be up a few goals in the last couple of minutes and run in the tunnel and run round to Bay 16 because yeah. in those days we used to have three bays. Yeah, it was. It was, it was the th- bays either side and yeah. Bay 16. Yeah. And I wanted to just come in and jump in yeah. like I did at the grand final with yeah. the Wanderers. I had to shut off, wasn't it yeah. a pretty sight, but no, I had to shut off because I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan of the game and it doesn't matter who's playing or watch a game. Rightio,
0: so to round up this uh, interview chat with Laurie mckinney he's been an absolutely wonderful guest. Good chinwags have been had. My last question is what's next for Laurie McKinna
1: Now well, I'm CEO at Sydney Olympic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're enjoying that? I'm enjoying that. I'm full-time doing that, but I'm also helping out the chairman with some of his stuff, he's the, that's actually his crane over there. Oh, well, Yep. Yeah. He's the owner of Titan Cranes, so the biggest crane company in Australia. So I'm assisting with some stuff on the coast mm-hmm. that will be announced at a later date. It's mm-hmm. huge for the coast. Very nice. Um, and that's from a regional development hub i'm happy doing that Um, the big thing is to get sydney olympic into the b league so that's the next big push mm-hmm. um we're one of the 30 odd teams that are in for it, and we're, we're looking forward no the, that's they're going to be the second tier league it's to be the national be. second tier league yeah. and um i think so that's, that's amazing that that's so gonna that's happen. going to be the big the big push for me over the next um couple of years i think so hopefully that's going to be next season yep and um you know so still involved in football still smiling yep um, having fun and um, you know f- football has been great to me and um, I appreciate it because being a fan, being a player, I would have played the game, I'd still be supporting the game if I'd, but to get paid to do it yeah. is your job for so many years um, as a player, an um, administrator. I coached in China for a year. I was going to bring up that. How was that coaching in China? And that came after I finished at the of 2010. It was a yep. year as general manager of football. Worked with Arnie. Then I had the chance to go to Chengdu Blades. And it was amazing like, to go overseas. Me and my wife loved it. It was great. But the management and how football runs in China is just not very clever. Oh, OK. So came home, came back here because um, I could have stayed. I could have changed my job and been like technical director. Mm-hmm. But John Singleton was wanting. We um, were talking him taking over um, the managers at the time, and they wanted me to come back be the CEO. So I came back, mm-hmm. and then that didn't work out. So I went back to China again to um, Chongqing, Li Fan. Mm-hmm and had another six months there, which was great, and then came back and became the mayor, as yeah. you do. <laughs> yeah, You councillor. Know, nothing else to do, what do you fancy? Be the mayor, I uh, fancy the big gold chains and that, i look good in them. So I came back and um, single asked me to run for council, and I run for the council, put a ticket together, and got elected onto the council, and then conned enough of the councillors to vote for me to be the mayor, and I was <laughs> the mayor for the next four years, and well, was that Let, like being mayor of It was hard work, and yeah, you're, you you're always in the profile, which I did not mind, because coming. You've to always been exactly high profile. So yeah. I dealt with that well, and um, learnt a lot, and because um, I would never been in the council chambers. The, the <laughs> night I became the mayor, yeah, I well, had yeah. um, And it was great. My my father had passed away in the March, and then my mum was here, and um, she was here to see me become the mayor and get the chains and all well, that yeah. stuff, but. The one major issue for being the mayor is when i had more jewelry than my wife did so <laughs> obviously she wasn't happy with me with the gold chains all. but no nah, it was great i really enjoyed it and we achieved a lot yeah. we got a lot of development happening the mariners won the grand final during your time yeah, as mayor yeah, yeah. and um, we did the street parade and you know i was still associate i was a club ambassador at yep. the time and um, you know it was really good times but No, it was. I never ever thought about politics, and since then, every election, I get tapped up to (laughs) join somebody to be run for the state or state, which I was asked. Federal, I was asked. The last state, I was asked. (laughs) The last federal, but I had my four years. Enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Achieved a lot, and then obviously, the council then went into the administration that after that which is not been good but they're coming david farmer's done a great job and yeah. they're coming out of that now and then um, hopefully once the councillors come back they do a good job
0: fingers crossed yeah yeah that's about it so thank you very much for coming yeah. on the podcast pleasure yeah. Oh